Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. God. Amen. Go around and give five people a high five. Give high five people a high five. Amen. Give a five to a five. Hallelujah. Give a five to a five. Palama Mosata. My God, my God, my God. Amen. Wow. This is one thing that the devil does not like. Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. What a joy it is, amen. We bless the Lord for every good thing that he has done for us. The church of God is moving on. Tell somebody the church of God is moving on. Tell them church growth and you. I saw that the podcast, you made the church growth in you. It's church growth and you. Hallelujah. If church growth is in us, by now we would have exploded. Because God is building a lot of churches. <laughs> Amen. So church growth and you. Amen. And I bless the Lord for everything that he is doing in our lives. Amen. Are you still here or you have gone home? I want you to rise to your feet shortly. Rise to your feet and begin to talk to God. Begin to thank God for who he is. Begin to bless Jesus for everything that he has done. Talk to him. Talk to him. Oh, if you can speak in tongues, just speak in tongues, just speak in tongues, just speak in tongues. Just release yourself as you stand before him. Rebando 
Rikama shotolo moshindele, ikandolo moshindele, bide 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 Lift up holy hands, lift up your holy hands and pray. The psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes to the hill. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the one which made the heavens and the earth. We command we bless your name. My spirit magnifies the Lord. And my soul, and my soul, oh, pray his name for them, for them could not hold him captive. Hey, hey, even in the grave, he is Lord. Oh, even in the grave, hey, oh, even in the grave, even in the grave, oh, he is Lord. Oh, even. Name and my soul, oh, praise this name, oh, for death, for death, oh, go not hold him captive, oh, even in the grave, oh, he, he is Lord, oh, even in the grave. He has promised, he has promised, oh, and he will never fail, he'll never fail. I will honor, oh, I will honor him, oh, he has promised, he has promised, oh, do you believe it? He will never fail, oh, his it's forever sure, it's forever sure. Oh, it's faithful. 
is forever, is forever, is faithfulness, is faithfulness, oh, is forever, oh, is faithfulness, is forever. Father, we thank you that your faithfulness is forever sure. Even in times that we have failed you, you have remained faithful. You've never changed, Lord. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, tonight we come to you as a church. We come to you as your people. We say that great is thy faithfulness. My God, morning by morning, new mercies we see. Day by day, we see your goodness and we see your faithfulness. We are so thankful, O oh God, and we are so appreciative to you for everything that you have done, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Is forevermore. Oh, is faithful. Have your seat before the Lord. Is forevermore. Oh, is faithfulness. Oh, is forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank God that his faithfulness is forevermore. Amen. The reason why I just felt, you know, as to sing this song, God is faithful. He who has called us, he is faithful. Amen. He never brought us this far to abandon us. Hallelujah. But he who has called us, he is faithful. Emmanuel is his name, which says that God is with us. Hallelujah. So in this church planting endeavor and church growth endeavor, the Lord is with us. Tell the person sitting by you, God is with you. With Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is with you. Tell another person, God is with you. Tell them whether you believe it or not, he is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell them you can squeeze your face, he is still with you. You can smile at him, he is still with you. You, what, no matter what you do, God is still with you. Hallelujah. What a joy it is. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that, you see, lately our papa, our prophet, since he came from Uganda, he's been preaching about the importance of soul winning. Amen. And you know, when you think about soul winning, it's basically, you know, winning souls and gathering the people and then teaching them which becomes the church. The purpose of the church is a gathering of people who meet regularly. Amen. I believe that Sunday I was saying that the church is built at the gate of hell. The church is not built inside here. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank God that we are here tonight. We are the underground church. Amen. And the underground church is empowered to actually go and to build the church. Amen. We are believing God to plant three churches. Amen. I didn't hear a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. We are believing God that we will plant three churches. Amen. amen. And all these three churches, the Lord is going to cause those churches to be established. Amen. You know, hallelujah. And so it's, it's very important. I remember about two or three weeks ago, I spoke to us about the mindset of a church planter. That the mindset of a church planter, somebody who really wants to do the work of God, you have a certain kind of mind. The mind that makes you feel like accomplishing the great commission, it is the most important thing. Amen. Because when we all get to heaven, eh, 
It is the work that we did for God that will be important. It will no longer be important as to whether you, you had a degree or you did not have a degree. Or as to whether you had four children or you had two children or you had one child. Or as to whether you, you, know, you were a CEO or you were... Uh, you know, there are two types of CEO. Right? There are two types of CEO. They are, the number one CEO is which one? The chief executive. The ones that start businesses. And there are t a certain type of church member who is also called the CEO. Do you remember? I've told you before. Christmas and Easter only. Yeah. Christmas and Easter only. CEO. Uh -huh. Don't be a CEO church member. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. So there are that type of members. But as you are here, you are not a CEO church member. Amen. Are you still here? Amen. Tonight, I have two messages I, I kind of feel like mixing and bumping. Amen. But I want to start from our father's book, Church Planting. Hallelujah. Church Planting. The first chapter says that church expansion or church advancement. Hallelujah. And I believe that God has blessed us greatly with a mega church. If you don't know, by the grace of God, we are a mega church. Amen. And as for God, he's building his church, and the church of God is moving forward. Hallelujah. And so in this book, the very first chapter, I say that there are times when one will wonder whether the church is really advancing or not. There are many activities in the church, and many programs are being held. But is the kingdom of God really marching forward, or is it moving in circles? Amen. Because sometimes you realize that today we have musical fest. We have a, um, uh, what, barbecue fest. There are so many fests. There are so many programs. There are so many activities in the church. But is it truly causing the advancement of the church or is it just polishing and repolishing? Hallelujah. Do you know what polishing and repolishing is? As you come every Sunday and you receive the word and you take notes and you go back home and then you come back, all I'm doing is I'm polishing you and then repolishing you and repolishing you. But what are we doing with the word that we are hearing? Can I have an amen? amen. What are we doing with the word that we are hearing? Sunday you heard a message. Wednesday you hear a message. Sunday you hear a message. Wednesday you hear a message. What fruits are you bringing forth out of the messages that you are hearing? It's a question. Hallelujah. So he said that you see the church having activities going on in and out, but is it really advancing the church of God? That is why if we say that Sunday, is there anybody visiting us for the first time? Or is there anybody here who wants to give their life to Christ? Anytime we don't see such people coming forward, it means that we are not doing anything. Can I have an Amen. It means that we are trying to build the, the church of God in the gate of the church. But the church of God is built in the gate of hell. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So sometimes in a large city, you will see new churches springing up. Often these new churches become the talk of the town. And it is what? It looks like as though God is doing something new. Everyone flocks to that church. Many people, as soon as they hear a new move, they all move. They are the people who are tossed to and fro by every kind of doctrine. Once they hear a prophet has come here, they are going. Amen. Once they hear a revival in this place, they are going. Hallelujah. 
But when are you also going to have a revival and pray for people? It's still a question. Are you still here? He said, a closer look at the new movement, however, often reveals that new congregations are made up of people who simply migrated from another church nearby. Can I have an amen? They just migrated. It's migration. Seasons, when the seasons change, they just move. Amen. amen. That's why a lot of times when you hear that somebody's coming to do something new, somebody's about to plant a church here, don't be afraid. It is just going to be migration. But you don't be the one who is migrating. Let them migrate. You don't migrate. You stay. Hallelujah. Because you are a part of a building. Every church member is a part of a building. Can you imagine that by the time we came today, this world decided that, you know what, I don't want to be part of Kodesh again. I'm going to be part of Google Gov International. And then this whole world has moved and got to be a part of Google Gov. We'll be here and something will be coming into the church. You are a part of a building. Tell the person sitting by you, you are a part of a building. Hallelujah. So you are part of a building. And therefore you should not move from your place. Are you still here or you have gone home? The kingdom of God is full of carnal Christians who are always looking for something new and exciting. Many pastors get excited because they think that their churches are growing. And, that, and there is a revival. In reality, there is little overall growth in the kingdom of God. People are simply what rotating from church to church. The kingdom of God needs to advance in reality. The kingdom of God needs to advance. The church of God needs to move forward. You as an individual, you should be able to point out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I brought them to church. Amen. Is there anybody that you can point to and say that I brought them to church? Is there anyone you can confidently say that? Don't say that you brought your spouse to church because your spouse will come with you anyway. The two shall become one. Brother wrote to me, is there any particular person you can say you brought to church and you saved them and you brought to church? Aisha. Okay. Huh. Was Aisha an unbeliever or she migrated from another place? You can't tell. Okay. You see, these are practical questions we need to ask ourselves. For the kingdom, is the kingdom of God really advancing? Or we are actually polishing one another. It's like you, you tell your friend at work that, you know what, you need to come and check out my church. Then they will tell you, me, I'm a Catholic. He said, oh no, come to my church, you will like it. All you have done is you have moved the Catholic to a, a Kodesh. And then the, the person still is who they are. Oh, but the kingdom of God would advance. Amen. Hallelujah. You and I will not feel that, you know, we are doing anything. But the a kingdom of God really must advance. He goes on and said that years ago, Europeans sent missionaries to Africa and Asia. Through that act of sacrifice, whole nations have become Christianized. People who were previously pagans have converted to Christ. Is that our story? Is there somebody you, you know who was an unbeliever, hard criminal, hardcore person?
And that through you, the person has come to know Jesus Christ. Is there anyone like that you can think of? If there is no one like that you can think of, that you, by your life, the person has been converted. The kingdom of God is not advancing when it comes to you. Can I have an amen? amen. Let us not deceive ourselves. There are many more people in this world. There are also many people who do not have an, an effective church or pastor. Hallelujah. There is an even greater num uh, need today for real advancement of the church into what? On Christianized territories. The church of God must go. The church of God must go. We must go. We must talk to people about Christ. That is why evangelism in the church should be the number one thing. Hallelujah. Evangelism. Going out to win souls. We say that every Saturday we go out to win souls. But nobody shows up. But Sunday you will show up. Listen, Sunday, showing up on Sunday, you don't, do, you don't do anything by showing up on Sunday. Real churches that is making advancement, even the, the shepherds and the leaders, Sunday all they do is to supervise and make sure that members are in church. They may not necessarily even be here to listen to the message. They are running around making sure that the people that they have witnessed to, they make it to church so that they would grow or they will be established. And they are running around after church. They go and listen to the podcast. Because they themselves, they are serious Christians. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. I said, are you still here or you have gone home? When Europe sent out missionaries 200 years ago, there were only 1 billion people in the world. Today, that's as of 2004. 2004 was 6.1 billion. Right now, we have about 7.5, 7.7 billion. Check today, about 7.7 .7 billion people. In. That means that there is the need for more people doing the work of God. Because many more people have been born into this world who need a church, who need a pastor. But what are we doing? Ask the person sitting by you, what are you doing? Hallelujah. People complain about the number of doctors to patient when you go to a whole hospital. How many doctors do you have in your facility? Just one doctor. And the population. Dr. Tunde, how many doctors, dentists or doctors do you have in, in your facility? Seven. But how many patients do you see? I'm sure thousands, 500 or thousands. So, doctor to patient population is a very big ratio. The same way a pastor to member population is a very big ratio. But God is counting on us. God did not actually say that I want to produce, I want to produce doctors, I want to produce civilized people. God wants souls. He wants men to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. That is why Jesus Christ came. But you and I, we are ignoring this need. Hallelujah. Why am I saying this? The church of God must rise up again. I say the church of God must rise up again. The church of God must rise up again. This church must take evangelism to the highest level. Hallelujah. We must do what? Take evangelism to the highest level. Hallelujah. We must take it to the highest level. We should be worried that we don't have many pastors in our church. I'm talking about Louisville, Kentucky. We should be worried that we don't have many people who have stepped out to do the work. We don't have many more shepherds. 
you know, we have shepherds who are doing work. I mean, building the church inside here is not building home. It's maintenance. This is maintenance work. And maintenance is after something has been built, you maintain it. But when you're actually building, that is when you go and you pick out the raw material. People who don't know Christ. People who are living in sin. People who are actually hard causing. And then you witness to them. Then you bring them in. When you bring them in, you leave them for the maintenance crew. And then you go back and you are going to fish out more. Say, hey, Pastor me, I'll join the maintenance crew. Enjoy maintenance. We will go out and bring the souls. Are you still here? Hallelujah. How to advance the kingdom? The kingdom of God will experience a real advancement when we follow Christ's instruction. What was the instruction of Christ? The last words of Jesus Christ. When somebody is about to die and you happen to be the last person who will hear what he says, everybody sees you as important. Everybody sees you as important because you heard the last words. You heard the last wishes of the person. And Jesus Christ did not just leave us. When he was going, he told us his last words. What were his last words to his disciples or to us? He said that you go and make disciples of me. It means that go as Christians and go and find other Christians. I tell you, it should bother us that everybody around us is not a Christian. It should bother us that people around you, especially your family members, it should bother you that they do not know Christ. Say that, eh, this my brother is very bad. Hey, he is very bad. It should bother you that the person does not know Christ. They are bad. But if you don't do anything to help them, to reverse from being bad to good. Their blood will be required out of your hands. What did Jesus Christ tell us? Matthew chapter 28. Start from verse 18. Put it up for us. Matthew 28. Hallelujah. We are talking about the church of God advancing. The church of God will advance only when we obey and we do the last words of Jesus Christ. What were his last words? They say what? And the Hey, where did Micah come from? Mighty, uh, uh, apostle. It's mighty, right? Yeah, apostle said mighty. Give us mighty chapter twenty-eight. Open in your Bibles, mighty chapter twenty-eight, verse eighteen to twenty-one. He said, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. All power is what? Given unto me in heaven and on the earth. Then he says that go. He was trying to say that I am sending you. I have power in heaven and on earth. So I am sending you. He said go ye therefore and teach all nations. Then he says what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Then he said what? Teaching them. So he said go and teach all nations baptize them, and then after that, teach them what? To observe, to do all things whatever I have commanded you. And he said, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the age, or even to the end of the years. 
What does that mean? He said, go and make disciples of me. Gather them and teach them. That is a church. A church is a place where people gather and they are taught the word of God. A church is not a place for association. A church is not a place for socialization. A church is a church. When you go to church, the word of God must be taught. That is why the preaching of the gospel is the most important thing in the church. So everything that we do is to enhance the preaching of the word. Can I have an amen? amen? So if the whole church, what is important is the preaching of the word. Don't you want to also preach the word of God? Are you still here? Hey, Pastor, what about if I am from stars? It's a star. It's a star. How about if I am, I am in singing stars? It's also a type of star. How about if I'm a sitting star? It's also a type of star. But none of them is going to teach and to baptize. The only one that is teaching and baptizing is people who are real shepherds, people who have taken up the work of God and they have taken up their cross and then they are doing the work of the ministry. Are you still here? In this scripture, Jesus Christ tells all of us to teach people the word of God. There is no way you can teach people unless you regularly gather them together. I want to say that. He said that, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe whatsoever thing I have commanded you. And he said, lo, I am with you even to the end of the day. How else can you teach except you gather? And you don't say you are teaching people if you just give them one presentation. Or Learning does not happen on just one presentation. Then you just say, then they've gone. Then he said, I taught them everything. It has to be regular gathering and regular speaking. That is why ministry leaders, when you meet in your ministries, you must have the sharing of the word. Because you are a pastor to that, that group. There must be sharing of the word. There must be. Are you still here? A regular gathering of Christians for the purpose of teaching is called the church. A regular gathering of the people, as we have gathered here for the teaching of the word, this is what makes it a church. If we just came to sing and to go, it is not a church. It is just a, a social gathering. Because everything will fade away. Everything will pass away except the word of God. There's a reason why he said go. What am I saying? We must all come to the point. Hallelujah. I believe that we have to advance the kingdom of God. We have to take this um, shepherdorial thing seriously. We must gather people and teach them. In your house, you have gathered people. You are teaching them regularly. We must advance the, the cell group system. Take it to your home. Open your homes. We are going to have Bible study in your home once a week. Open up your homes. Let's do it. Let's build a church at the gate of hell. It doesn't matter where you live. There must be a gathering of people that you feed. Because he said, go ye into the world. And then what? Teach them. Teach them. Are you still here? Oh, are you still here? Let me hear an amen. A regular gathering of Christians for the purpose of teaching is called a church. 
In other words, the Lord was telling us to go into all the world, gather people together regularly in order to teach them. God is in the business of creating gatherings of teachable people. God, by his Holy Spirit, is raising men who will go into all parts of the world to gather the people regularly and teach them his word. We must start from our Jerusalem. Our Jerusalem is Kentucky. Right here, there is South Side. This Saturday, I invite us all to come out. We are going to the South Side to go and evangelize. Going to the South Side. Go, all of us. All of us sitting here. Make yourself available. Four o'clock, we gather here. We pick up. What's the temperature going to be like on Saturday? It will be nice. That, just like that one. Don't give me any number. Nice. Yeah. So it will be nice. Because today was nice. So it will be very nice. 29 degrees. It's still nice. Yeah. It's still nice. Hallelujah. Going out and then what? We are going to the south side. Going to talk to people about Jesus Christ. They can be holding cup, drinking their coffee, shivering. Then you also go and buy the same coffee and you stand and say, don't you see that the weather is very cold? Do you know Jesus? Are you still here? So I'm serious. I hope you're also serious. Because that is the last words of Jesus Christ that we must go. We must go. Hallelujah. LP Ida has a song. Now that you found Christ, what are you going to do? Now that you have found Christ, what are you going to do with him? As you have Christ, what are you going to do with him? You must tell people. Go and tell them. Are you still here or you have gone home? God is in the business of creating gatherings. That is why our church should not be a single church. Amen. This church should not just be happy that we are a single church. Don't worry. If we have branches around and we gather and our numbers are few, we must give God cause to fill this place. As we sow the seed, God will bring them. I'm telling you, we must give God a cause. Bible says that as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. That as we sow the seeds, as we say, one, two, three, we want you to start gathering people on the south side. Gather them. We are going to appoint, I'm going to appoint a lot of basenta leaders. Basantes, basantes and basentes. A basanta person is someone, your goal is to gather people. So, Brother Alan, as a basenta leader, basanta leader, what I'm going to do, I say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They live in your area, you are responsible. So on a Sunday, you are accountable for all these people making it to church. If any of them does not show up to church, you should let us know by Saturday night that you call this brother and they say one or two things happen so he cannot come. Immediately, we reach out to that brother and find out maybe your beard scared him. So somebody who does not have beard, does not have hair, will call the person and for all that you know, he'll say that if you are coming to pick me, I'll come to church. How many of us have felt that way before? That you wanted a ride and then when the person called you to come and pick you up and you realize that you don't really know the person, you just said, okay, I was expecting 
Mr. Samuel to come and pick me. So to let somebody else, I don't, I don't want to worry anybody. So if that's the case, let me just relax. And have an amen. Are you still here or you have gone home? Are you still here? Gathering the people, bringing them so that they will hear the word of God. That is what is going to make the kingdom of God advance. Hallelujah. And obviously, if we can go, you'll be surprised how many people in your area will be willing to hear a story you have to tell them about you, Jesus Christ. That's why he said that all power, he said that by saying all power has been given to me, both here on earth and in heaven. It means that every authority to change hearts. No, and it's not you. It's God who changes the heart of men. I say it's God who changes the heart of men. Hallelujah. Amen. The more gatherings and groups there are, the more the great commission is fulfilled. And this should be something that you and I, that more on the east side, we must have gathering of people. Yeah, why not? Sister Joyce, uh, Dr. Aydan, your area, you are the only one in the far deep. You must have gathering of people around. You must find sheep. From around you. Who would also be people that you can gather. And I have an amen. And I have an amen. See so many years ago. Myself and my wife. Were the only two that were sent. We did not know you. Are you not surprised you are here? Brother Femi. Met him several times. He knows. Sometimes I'll be driving and I'll just stop and go and talk to him. I'll meet him downtown. Then I'll stop my car. Then we'll talk. I did not know that I was sowing seeds. So every time you tell him he's going to church with some, some auntie. Now, Dotun is here. And Dotun also invited Dr. Tunde. And then on and on and on and on and on. You realize that that is a, the, only the two of us were sent. So what I'm saying that in your area, as you take it upon yourself that one Saturday I just get up and I decide that I'm going to the mall, but I'm going to talk to somebody. You will be surprised. You will be surprised. That's why I say that. Can you imagine the person who witnessed to late Billy Graham? Can you imagine? The person did not know that he was witnessing to somebody who bring over 200 million uh, people to Christ. Bishop will say that the lady who taught him to uh, converted him to be a Christian and showed him how to do his quiet time. Every day he, me he mentions this lady. They don't know that he was raising up somebody who is radical for Christ. You never know that that person that you are working with could actually become the potential person that is going to help to advance the kingdom of God. Are we still here? Little did we know, two people were sent. The church has gathered. It's a blessing, oh. Apostle Joel only came to North America. Right now, we have over 150 churches. All it takes is two people who would agree, or even one person who is willing to go out there. That's what I'm saying. We must step out in faith. We must step out in faith. Let's take, let's 
take the south side. Dixie Highway, um, what, Tell Street, that area. We must take that side. There are many souls out there. Sunday, you see them walking about. They may not drive themselves to this place, but we can go and gather people and teach them. We can go and gather people and teach them. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? amen? Do you believe in such things? Because our reward, eh? This is the only way it's going to come. He's, this was Jesus Christ's last words. It means that it carries so much value. Hey, every Sunday, I'm waiting for somebody to come and give their life to Christ. I'm waiting and I'm expecting. Someone, I, I'm doing altar call. And then I'm, I'm when you are doing altar call, you are standing there, you are chewing down. It's like nothing is going on. Should be praying that somebody will give their life. You should be praying that somebody will be convicted to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Can I have an amen? If I come to church and I forget to do altar call, the whole week I get depressed. When I finish and then I remember that I did not do an altar call, I get depressed. Because somebody could have been here who could have had the chance. You just never know. You just never know. I go to places, and I do altar call, and people come, and people say, ah, but this guy, we thought he was a Christian. They've heard you, uh, your altar call is no longer nice to them. That's when you go, give people the chance. When you gather the people, give them a chance. Pray the sinner prayer with them. Wow. It's working. So the more gathering and groups there are, the more the Great Commission, he said, the more groups that are taught, the more the Great Commission is being fulfilled. The groups are the churches that are being planted by obedient servants of the Lord. So it means that this thing is biblical to plant churches. The church of God cannot be one. We should never take pride. Dr. Hayden, you should never take pride that the choir is here, mega. Oh, you have a lot of set of instrumentalists. The some of the instrumentalists must go to Kochubamba. Kochubamba is around the corner. Uh, it's a place. <laughs> some must go and then go and play over there also. Can I have an amen? Vince <laughs> cannot stop laughing. It's a place. Place in the south side called Kochubamba. <laughs> hey! How many of us live in the south side? How many of us live in the south side? South side. I mean, all that side. South of 265, and you take 265. Uh-huh. You, are on, you are there. Hallelujah. Those of you who are, you know geography, you should pull out the map and begin to dissect Kentucky for us because we are going. Can I have an amen? Tell somebody we are going. Ask them, are you going? What did they say? Is that when you call the person, the person does not want to come to church, say, hey, today, ah, are you going to church? Say, me, I'm not going, are you going? 
you've told the person not to go in addition to you. Because you call it, uh, me, I'm not going, or are you going? Do you think the person will say that they are going? You also say that, ah, but if you are not going, then me too, I'm not going. But the word is to go. The word is to go. We should admire the grace that the Lord has given to our Father who will go, 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 go to places, places he doesn't know anybody. Just go there and then go and win souls for Christ. Hallelujah. May we be true sons and true daughters of our Father. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, because most pastors are so concerned about what people think, they cannot effectively fulfill this great commission. Amen. I don't mind that half of this church have gone to start churches. The church will grow. Remember, it was two. That became a hundred. So when 50 is gone, 50 can easily become 250. I believe that the reason why we are not seeing the advancement of the church is that we are all staying. It's that we are all staying. Amy, I like it when you preach. You need to go and preach to somebody for somebody to say, I like it when you preach. One time we tell somebody, Charlie, we are coming to say, say me, I like the main. I like the main. Do you like the main? You need to go and create a main. So we can come. <laughs> say, I'm a helper. <laughs> yeah, somebody say, me, I'm a professional helper. <laughs> say, I'm a professional helper. <laughs> One thing you have to realize that no matter what it is, all of us, we work, right? Wherever you work, you go in as helping, doing the work. The day they say they are promoting you, how many of us turn, out, turn down promotion. A promotion that comes with a race. Who will turn it down? I'm yet to see anybody who has turned down a promotion that comes with a, a good race. And in addition, they say work from home. Can you imagine that there is a system that has come that Dr. Tunde, you just get up in the morning, you go and sit in the office, and you extract people's tooth from your house. It's like you, you do the thing and a robot will just go and knock on their door. And when they come out and say, Kya, take the teeth. And then it's fixed. It's a prophecy. It's a prophecy. It's a prophecy. Because every work now you have remote work from home. Yeah. But you know in medicine now they have people that do remote. It's like when somebody is sick, they call. Yeah. They call the doctor. They call. The, he just video call. Just look at you. Say, open your mouth. Say, ah, you have tonsillitis. Then they will send your prescription to Kroger. Then you go and pick it up. Consultation fee and everything has been charged. Or you just saying that, you know, go to Norton Brownsboro. Um, listen, let them swap your throat. You know, you go, they swap the throat. They send him the result. He send it and you are called. It's the same work. They have done it. Very soon will be pulling tooth also like that. We got to go. Tell somebody we got to go. Hallelujah. We should go and take them. Take them. Amari force. Compel them. 
That is why in Luke, Jesus Christ wants his house to be filled. But one of his greatest commission, the great commission is that he said that go and gather the people, teach them, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son. He said that gather them and teach them. Teach them to observe what I have commanded you, what I've told you to do. Teach them. How do we teach them except we gather them? How do we teach them except we gather them? I mean, some of you sitting here, you know all my jokes. When I say one day, say, ah, he's going. That's why nowadays, before I tell you a joke, I ask you that, have I told you the joke? So that I make sure that, uh-huh. I just find out, because you know it. Have I told you this joke? They say, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Then, um, even if one person says no, it means that there's another person who does not know the joke, so I can share it. The day everybody says that we know the joke, I will not share it. Because we are polishing and repolishing and repolishing. But it's time that we will go out. Can I have an amen? It's time that we we'll go out. I want to encourage all of us. Let's rise up, go down to the south side. Hallelujah. Until, uh, uh, help us. Break down the data. The two of you, I'm putting you in charge. Yeah, Tiff was T, and then Mr. Joyce. Break down the data by zip code. Everybody will be responsible for a number of people. Yeah, I've seen the system work somewhere else. Yeah, one of the things that happen is that a basenta leader, if you're a basenta leader, Saturday night, you're able to account to us, tell us that, oh, of the 10 people that have, Six have confirmed that they are coming to church. So before we come in the morning, we know who is supposed to be here. And those who are not here, we visit them and then we follow up on them. Because God has given us sheep that we must take care of. One time he was angry at his pastors. He said he's angry at his pastors because they have not visited. They have not visited the sheep. Hallelujah. But as the sheep begins to grow, there must be, people must be available to do the work. It's not okay that you, when you come to church, no, after church, no, you have disappeared. You must be accountable for a number of sheep that you follow up on. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? Looks like we have more time. Thank God. Hallelujah. Say, pastors want to be, be one big, impressive gathering that all may see. Amen. That we stand also, the church will become big. It's going to be overflow. It is pointless. If there's an overflow here and then we don't have small, small churches in every part of Kentucky. Yeah. As we are here, Peduka, Peduka. We used to have one brother who would drive from all the way Peduka about three and a half hours to come to church. Why can't you move to Peduka and then start a church? Why, why can't we? Is it possible? It is possible. It's really possible. You are part of us. Yeah, you are part of us. You are still part of us. The Lord will help us. Proverbs 14, 28. It's in the multitude of the people is the king's honor. It's like the bigger your church, the more honor you have. So when you are coming, then you are wearing shoulder pads. And as you are coming, you feel that you are a powerful pastor. But this is one place of big gathering does not accomplish the great commission. 
One big gathering, the people have gathered, and somebody has come that their goal is not even the word. Come to follow to whom to, to whom for. Or they have come to do their own stuff. That's their goal for coming to church. Don't think that everyone that comes to church came with the right motive. That's why the word of God must be taught. Sometimes demons, witches, and wizards, they come to the church also. When the saints were gathered, remember, Satan was also there. Anytime we gather, he tries to come. It may be a simple suggestion. As praise and worship is going on, and you are sitting, you are admiring the praise and worship leader. Hey, you don't fear God. Yes, people have different motives, though. You just got up from somebody's bed. Somebody you, you don't know anywhere. You got up from their bed. You have come to stand here. You have lifted up your hands. You don't fear God. That's why it's Wednesday service. It's the underground church. There is a need to start many gatherings of people in every possible locations in order to, that we fulfill the great commissions. That's what they're saying. It is important to gather people in many, many locations to accomplish the great commission. When you go and you start by three, it will become 50 someday. All those people, they are different people to become. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Hallelujah. He said the vastness of the wealth and the distribution of the people demands that pastors and people move away from the congregation, from the congregation church to what? Multiplied gatherings in different places or in different locations. The principle of multiplied pastors that I must be able to raise up more pastors. Many of you here must become pastors and lady pastors. So when we say shepherds are meeting, stay. Stay. It will change you into something else. Hallelujah. You must believe it all. Hmm. There's a power that is changing our lives. Hallelujah. So it's very important. If we are really serious about obeying our Lord, then we have no choice than to obey this. Leaders must be trained. Pastors must be trained. Workers must be trained. When we say church workers, stay behind. You must stay to be trained. You must stay to be trained. Hallelujah. Say so you must stay to be trained. Even being trained how to witness to a soul. When we call you right now that I'm a sinner, come and witness to me. If you don't take care, you will not even know what to say. One time somebody was saying, Pastor, me, I don't know the Bible, you know, so, you know, I just, if you are going to witness to people and you are going and you are holding AK-47 Bible, big Bible in your armpit, it's like, your, your armpit is like that. As you approach the person, the person will run away from you because they know that you have come to condemn them and to destroy them with your AK-47. But hey, it's very simple. Christ has changed me. I used to drink. I used to smoke. But since I gave my life to Christ, I have peace. So the person is standing there, they are wondering. Somebody asks you, how do you keep your cool? Tell him, Charlie, I got a secret. You want to know that secret? After work, walk me to my car. I'll give you that secret. Yeah. People just like to come to you. To 
initiate a conversation. Yeah, people who like talking, they want to initiate a conversation. About two or three days ago, somebody called me, church member, called me, was trying to convince, seriously, trying to convince somebody about the Trinity. A Muslim about the Trinity, so he's called the pastor so that the pastor would also say something. It's like forcing for the guy to believe. I said, bro, take it easy. So the guy said, me, I don't think I can understand. I said, you know, you don't have to understand. I think I just gave him simple, man is a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Water can exist in three forms. Ice, water, vapor. Just began to break the thing into simple. I said, you don't have to believe this thing right now. But Sunday, you just come to church. As you see people like you, serving God, worshiping God, doing a lot for God, it can motivate you to know that there is hope. Because men see your life. People, people are moved. You see, that's Bible says that men look on the outward, but God look on the in, inside. Men look on the outward. So when a man walks into this building, they want to see what they want to see that our ladies are dressing well. They want to see that our men look okay. They want to see the thing that when they go to the bathroom, that the bathroom is clean. Because men look on the outward. Can't say that we are a church, so everything you don't care about it. Yeah, that is why we must maintain the things that God has given to us. If you come and stand here and you are singing, you must know that men look on the outward. If you chit chat on stage, men look on the outward. If you are out there, you are on your phone, men look on the outward. Men look on the outward, but it's God who look on the inside. I said, when I come to church, nobody looks at me. We are looking at you. We are looking at you because we are men. Yeah. The only thing that we cannot do is that I'm sure after we leave church, we don't remember whether somebody wore a red dress or the ladies there, they marked those things. But when we leave here, I don't think I'll remember anything that you wore to church. When you go to wedding with your wife and you come home, we are trying to show you somebody. The lady was wearing that long red dress. You were in the wedding. You officiated the wedding, but you never saw somebody wearing red long dress. But they, they, they noted a red long dress. Is their thing. Is their thing. Tell a lady sitting by you, it's your thing. They pay attention to great details. In this Church growth season, as we are preaching about, one of these days, I will preach about church growth and women. I've promised you before, church growth and women. Yeah, church growth and women. A church will never grow if there are no women in the church. A church will never grow. I'm sh I'll show you from the Bible. A church cannot grow without, when Jesus Christ was on the cross, did you see any man, apart from John, his beloved, all the men ran away. How could his church grow? The men, as soon as somebody comes, all the men you will leave is the women who come and protect me with their mama and everything. We are here. Let somebody enter right now. We'll see all the, with the beard and Jericho, they will all run away. It's true. I said, it's, it's the truth. Yeah. The greatest asset a pastor has is the women that are in the church who are active. That's why you cannot be a woman and not be active in the church. Yeah. But you there, your specialty is to create fights. No, you can't do that. 
You can't do that. It should be in the house ministry. You see something, decoration, then you have done it. This, then you have done it. This, then you have done it. And the church of God is moving forward. Because when you put something in charge of a woman, the way they execute it, when you put in, in charge of another man who does not have a serious temperament, the thing will not be done. I tell you. Are you still here? Can we conclude? Can we finish? Two minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Leaders must be trained. Pastors must be trained. Workers must be trained. We are often deceived to, you know, deceived into thinking that the pastor with the largest congregation will be the greatest in heaven. This will not be the case. The pastor who will be greatest in heaven is the most humble and childlike. Hallelujah. The pastor who is childlike in Matthew, Matthew chapter 18, Matthew 18, 1 to 4. <laughs> it's Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst, in the midst, in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted into the uh, it, what ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. A lot of times, the smaller your church, the more humble you are. The smaller your church, the more humble. You come to church and there are 20,000 people. And then, I mean, the church of God must grow. 20,000 people. You feel so puffed up. You think that is you who has an anointing. You are anointing free. Yeah. You know, the principle that, you know, people like to join things that are already working. I'm telling you. People like to join when you have a boat. You have a boat. The most difficult work is to push the boat from the sand in, onto the water. So the people who come to help you to plan the church, they are the most important people who will come and help you push the boat from the sand to the water. Once the thing is on the water, you see that uh, Peter and his boys' boys, they are calling other boys' boys. They are jumping into the thing because the thing is already moving. That's why it's easy for somebody to walk into the church and say, I like this church, but they don't know what price has been paid. When we come to, it is easy for somebody to go to South Lee East and say, that, wow, hey, what a church. Elevators, escalators, and all those things. Listen, some people have to pay the price for it to get to where it is. That's why we're also going to pay the price. And as we pay the price, God will advance us. There are basic things I need to do in this church. We have to do the lightning. We have to do the doors. Change the doors. Yeah, the doors in the Sunday school room shouldn't be so closed like that. There has to be either a glass or half. When we change the doors, we finish with our lightning. This church is in a maintenance state. We build another church. 
Are you still here? Yeah. Nothing to like when you enter. Oh wow! Wow, we have done the front. We have done the bathrooms. The next thing is get proper lights because the lights here they are dim. If you come out from outside in the afternoon and you enter here and you turn on the lights, you realize that we are suffering. Yeah. After all this, this basic two things done, we just put our energy to advance the church of God. Nothing will lose unless the Lord makes us break this one down. That's when we have planted the churches and now we are coming to have a gathering service. And in the gathering service, when people come here, they don't have anywhere to sit. Yeah. I'm telling you, when we begin to think that way, the Lord will give us more. Because Jesus Christ said that other sheep I have that you know not of. Amen. Other sheep. There could be a, a singer that is somewhere in the south side who will sing like you. There could be an instrumentalist somewhere in the east side who can also play. Yeah. Who can also play. That, you know, it just, it, it just happened. You bumped into the person. You know, late in Drike, I was at work. Just standing at work. And then he just walked to me and said, hello, bro, do you play any instrument? Do I look like I play instrument? Do I look like an instrumentalist? Not in the least. He come, he said, do you play instrument? I say, hey, yeah, a little. Small, I can use to frighten people. He said, you should also play lead. I said, okay. So, then after, we began to talk about Charlie. I was sent here to come and start a church. Will you come? He said, yes, I'll come. First service, myself, my wife, and, um, no, um, rejoice. Then, late Enrique and Benida came to the church. Then we saw that the thing is a church. Because once an external, the following Sunday they came with uh, Trish and then Samson. Oh, say, ah, the thing is a church. The following Sunday also, and Junior also came with somebody that said the thing is a church. And today we are here. Today we are here. It's one person having faith in you. and Believing. Hallelujah. God has placed somebody somewhere who can have faith in you. A lot of us, we are sitting here. Listen, the struggles you are struggling in life is because you are disobedient to this goal call. When we begin to go, things will fall in place. Alan, things will begin to fall in place. You see what it really means to flourish. You see what it really means to flourish. Hallelujah. I pray that by the grace of God, we will hit to this great commission. We will become humble. And then we will believe. We believe in the prophecies that say, Go! Go! And teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of... Saturday, let's go to the south side and plant seeds. Just tracks, gather tracks, go and plant seeds. Can I have an amen? Go and plant seeds. How many of us will make it on Saturday, God willing? Yeah, oh, yes, raise your hand. I mean, it's not to be shy. About 4 p.m. Yeah, raise your hands. If, 
Yeah, 4 p.m. Yeah. See? Mama, how mama understood raise your hand. She's also going. As soon as I said raise your hand, she went like that. She is in the spirit. That's it. Yeah. Charlie, this is our secret of this is our secret of doing well. As you gather people and you teach them, the power of law I am with you even to the end of age will be activated in your hands. Hallelujah. The power of preaching. Sunday I was showing us that the Lord revealed to me when he came to the sea and he took Boros Peter's boat and he began to teach from Peter's boat. He said, we are taught all night and we did not catch anything. But when the word was being taught from that boat, the fish or fishes that had swam away or swam away or English word it is. Yeah. That has gone very far. As the word was preached, they began to draw near. Which means that when you go to a place where you are able to share the word very often, businesses will come around you. Finances will gather around you. I tell you, see this. I mean, the Lord showed me that that it was as Jesus Christ was preaching the word because the experienced fishermen, they had toiled all night. It means that there was no fish in their area. All of them had graduated very far and they went to the deep. And as Jesus Christ was teaching, they preached the word for a while and they said, let down your net. It means that where he was teaching was where he said he let down your net. And the reason why they said that we have toiled all night and we have gone to the deep was that they did not believe that they could catch a harvest in the shallow waters. They did not believe. Because Jesus Christ was talking to them at the shore. So it means that he was close to the shore. Because those days there were no mics. So he better be close. So the people did, could not believe because when you are at the shore and the fish is coming, you can see them swimming. But their eyes were not open to that. But as the gospels were coming forth, as the gospels were coming forth, and everything began to gather. And after that, they got a, a harvest like never in their 50 or 25 years of fishing. They've never had such a harvest. The preaching of the gospel has the key to make us wealthy. Can I have an amen? He has the key to change your home. He has the key to put you in the best, the best house, the best car, everything best that you need is the preaching of the gospel. That is what can bring it. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. We'll walk out of this place shortly. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That we would advance the church. The church of God would advance. The church of God will move forward in the name of Jesus. Make us, oh God, people that obey the great commission to go and to preach your word. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody here who needs Jesus? You are not saved. You need Jesus. Amen. Let's pray the prayer. Father, we give you our heart. Come and live in our hearts. Be our Lord and our Savior. 
thank you for saving us in Jesus' name. Just in case. Hallelujah. Take out a good We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Come